Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha. Good morning. Welcome to Island Conversations. We're here on the radio on Sundays on the Big Island of Hawaii at 6.30 a.m. on KWXX and at 7 a.m. on B97, B93. And the programs are rebroadcast the following Friday on KPUA 6.70 a.m. in Hilo at 8.30, but you may always hear us online or subscribe to the podcast at kwxx.com or at b97hawaii.com. And that's also where you'll find bonus podcasts. For example, I did a short interview with the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Mark Rechtenwald, and that's on the podcast site only. Today, we're going to be talking about a brand new Chamber of Commerce, the Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce. Benson Medina is one of the founding members, and we spoke with him before for the very first luncheon in Hilo. We recorded the interview at the Hilo Hawaiian Hotel before Benson had a meeting of the South Hilo Rotary. Let's get to it. Benson Medina, thank you so much for talking with us today. Aloha. Aloha. How are you? Thanks for having me. Well, I'm really good. And before we start talking about the Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce, tell us a little bit about you. Where were you born and raised? Where did you go to school? What are you doing now? Okay. Well, I was born and raised on Oahu. I went to Kamehameha, uh, graduated in the early 70s, and then went to college in Oregon, and actually spent most of my adult life there. I worked with that group that transitioned Hawaiian Airlines in the, in the uh, early 80s from an inner island carrier to a trans-Pacific carrier. So that was real exciting, and we were opening up all these stations and crews and everything there. So. So that was great. So I, <clears throat> I spent most of uh, that time in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Portland and Seattle area, and then went through uh, you know different phases of my career where I was in, involved in manufacturing of aircraft parts and, and those sort of things. And then in 2006, I came back. My father got ill, and so uh, took care of him, took care of my mom. And then in 2011, ended up coming over to the Big Island. My sister was here. My brother was a police officer here as well. So I uh, decided to kind of settle in over here. And my only regret is I wish I had come here earlier because I love the Big Island, love the Hilo site. I came here actually as a uh, sophomore in high school and just really loved the place and always thought someday I would be here. And here you are. And here I am. So happy to be here. So tell us about this new Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce formed here on the Big Island of Hawaii. Well, uh, we're really excited about it. It was um, uh, kind of a, a small group of people that was headed up by Richard Ha. You know, Richard's longtime resident and farmer here on the Big Island. Myself, you know, Kimo Lee from Shipment, Wayne Kanuha, Mike Kalekini, Kaio Kimura over at um, Imiloa. And we just kind of got together and felt like this was the time to do it. The Native Hawaiian Chambers, of course, have been something that have popped up 
all over our state. Uh, my classmate, actually, Joe Lapalillo, is the, the president of the Oahu Chamber of Commerce. Now, there was a Chamber of Commerce, um, a Native Hawaiian Chamber here, I think it was back in the 90s, and, um, you know, started up, had it kind of going, and then, you know, they were kind of challenged by the Big Island uh, actually being uh, kind of like two islands, right? The Hilo side and the Kona side, so I had a difficult time trying to figure that one out, but, <clears throat> but now, um, today, in 2019, uh, more than ever, uh, people are aware because of what's happening on the mountain. Uh, the Hawaiians are now galvanized more than ever in every corner of our state, especially here. We also felt like it was time to do something because, as you know, there are more Native Hawaiians here on Hawaii Island than any other island. And of course, <laughs> we're at the top of every bad list of everything, right? Number one group incarcerated, lowest level uh, per capita of income, lowest level of education. And so we really felt like it was time now to see if we could change that. And we changed that by basically providing more economic opportunity, educational opportunity, and then obviously cultural opportunity. So that's what we're about, basically. You mentioned that there are other Native Hawaiian Chambers of Commerce. I know there, I found that there's one on Oahu, one on Maui. How will the Hawaii Island Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce relate to those others? We actually have a sort of a memorandum of understanding between all the chambers. We work together on issues that obviously are common to us legislatively. Obviously, you know, we have some agendas that so we'd like to push forward in the legislature. So, you know, we, we do have a lot of common interest. In fact, next year, even though our Native Hawaiian Chamber is the newest on the block, we are going to host actually the first collective conference of all the Native Hawaiian Chambers in Kona uh, in October of 2020. So we're, we're really excited about that. Well, that's kind of cool, the newest Native Hawaiian Chamber of yeah. Commerce, and then this island gets the convention. I'm pleased yeah. to hear that. Well, we, we basically just invented it ourselves, thought, okay, well, what could we do that could make an impact? And we thought, all right, well, let's collectively get everybody together. Let's do it in October ahead of the legislative session. Everybody's kind of, a, you know, really paying attention to what's happening on the mountain. Now, you know, it could still conceivably be going on then. So people want to come. They want to see. They want to experience. You know, this is kind of the central of our our Native Hawaiian culture here. Um, you know, a lot of the issues that a lot of the other chambers are looking at, we're dealing with day to day here. So they want to come, they want to see, they want to share. So uh, really, really excited about that. Benson, you mentioned issues that are, I won't say unique, but the Native Hawaiian population seems to have sometimes more of, you mentioned most incarcerated, sometimes the highest rate of things like diabetes. Correct. And overall not the greatest economic status I'd say not the greatest income how does the Hawaii Island Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce expect to address those issues yeah well I think you're right in all, all of those areas and those those are things that have been you know challenging um, the Native Hawaiian populations for years and years and and we don't you know pretend to have any of the answers but what we do know is that you know culturally uh, we have a rich culture and we can um, utilize a culture to do good things. Um, you know, part of the things, you know, we're, we're looking at is that we know that um, 
that education is the key to it, right? Um, and, and it's not so much even formal education. I mean, a lot of the things that I learned from my grandfather and my grandmother, who were pure Hawaiians, I mean, were just stuff that they showed me, you know. And so um, being out there, being a good example for the younger Hawaiians, and especially these entrepreneurs that are coming up that are just fabulously energetic, qualified, um, creative, those, those types of things. And I think that the change in culture that we need is a collective thing. It's, it, it's the, the whole, um, you know, it takes a village concept where we together as a group, we come in, we nurture these uh, young entrepreneurs that are coming up, uh, provide them the educational opportunities, create um, economic opportunities for them that are all steeped within our culture. You know, culture like, for example, I mean, you know, uh, Hawaiian culture dictates that there's sharing, right? There's lokahi, there's, uh, there's unity. Many hands work together to accomplish something. And within those cultural norms, I mean, there's an enormous amount of potential that we can do if we can just harness it. The other thing that's kind of exciting about the Native Hawaiian Chamber now is that more and more businesses that are not Native Hawaiian owned, who have no Native Hawaiians in the business, they want to know. They want to know about Hawaiian culture. They want to know what is the correct name to name your business. They want to know the correct pronunciation of things. They want to um, be aware of the issues that are facing um, Native Hawaiians now because if you're here and you live within this space and this culture, you have to have that sense of awareness. Otherwise, you can't really function in there. People are questioning, well, well, you know, is that Pono? Is that uh, something? I mean, you know, where, where did you get that information that you could name your business this? So, so uh, yeah, we see that there's a niche now uh, for us and that it's a really important niche and we're, we're excited to fill that. Well, interesting when you talk about the niche, because here on the Big Island of Hawaii, we have several chambers of commerce. Right. We have the Konakohala Chamber of Commerce that primarily does business in West Hawaii, though has island-wide members. We have the Hawaii Island Chamber of Commerce headquartered in Hilo. Yeah. We have the Japanese Chamber right. of Commerce and Industry. We have the Portuguese Chamber right. of Commerce. So it sounds, yeah. though, like you really are trying to carve out, maybe not competing, right. but certainly maybe sometimes different focus with the Native Hawaiian Chamber? Right. And I think, you know, we don't see ourselves in competition with any of the other chambers. In fact, we see ourselves as, you know, as, as part of a group that are trying to advance the same kinds of things, right? Uh, you know, in the Native Hawaiian Chamber, it's, it's unique because we have the sort of a, a cultural setting that we work out of. You know, we see that there are opportunities out there for our Native Hawaiians that uh, maybe are not there for, for some of the other people that are there. But we also see ourselves as somebody that could be a tremendous boost, somebody who can assist, who could augment a lot of the things that the other chambers are doing. So we look at them as like our brothers and sisters, like we want to work in, in, in cohesion with those guys because, you know, it's like it's the harbor thing, right? One person rises, we all rise. And so we, we look at it like that. So we're excited about that. Well, I see that as kind of a characteristic of the Big Island of Hawaii, Correct. where people work together in all different kinds of organizations, all towards the common goal of making our island better. At least that's my sense. I think this is a tremendous place to be because of that. You know, and it's like, you know, the elephant in the room, right, is the whole what's happening up in Mount Care, right? And so the other chambers actually came to the Big Island and they sat with us and they said, all right, well, are you guys taking a stand on, on Mauna Kea? And typically, 
chambers of commerce, you know, they're all for the economic development, get more jobs, all of that. And what's unique about our group, which is um, Hui Oihana, by the way, what's unique about our group is that we're in support of what they are doing up there because we don't want to do anything that divides the Hawaiians. So while we support them, we have a completely different agenda. And our agenda basically is to help Native Hawaiians on our island promote education, economic, and cultural advancement. And so we see ourselves kind of like we're on the same school, but we're different teams. Like they're the football team, we're, we're the basketball team. And while we support them, you know, our goal is to achieve something different. Because at some point, the Mauna issue is going to be resolved. It's going to go one way or the other, or maybe we'll just be in this long-term stalemate. But at the end of that, we'll still have Hawaiians that are at the top of every bad list that need help, that are going to need to have some educational training, some economic opportunities where we can help these young entrepreneurs that are coming up. All of that is not going to go away. So that's going to be there, and that'll be our mission. And I, you know, I'm hoping everybody's going to be successful. And, and now more than ever, where the Hawaiians are really united around this Mauna Kea, where basically their battle cry is kuki ai Mauna, right? So stand to protect the Mauna, that at some point we can kuki ai Kanaka, where we can stand and protect our people and help them to rise in advance. And, and that's kind of what, what we're after. So, um, yeah, we don't see it as a big conflict. Well, funny you say you don't see it as a big conflict, but a lot of people on the Big Island right now are feeling sort of, I will say, an overwhelming sense of sadness because people, you know, I think everybody who lives here, we all want our island and our people to succeed, and it's a challenge right now to see how that's going to happen with, as you put, a stalemate at the top of the mountain that, as you put, may last through October 2020. Who knows? But give us some more thoughts on that. And a brief interruption to remind you, this is Island Conversations, and I'm your host, Sherry Bracken. Today, we're talking with Benson Medina. He is one of the founding members of the new Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce, which is here on the Big Island of Hawaii. During our interview, Benson mentioned the founders of the new Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce, but there was one person who got omitted, and that was Kirsten Kahaloa. Many of you know her. She's with the Blue Zones Project. Prior to that, she was with the Konakohala Chamber of Commerce as executive director, so brings a wealth of information about how chambers work to her new work with the Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce. We're going to get more thoughts from Benson and also hear about some of the programs that the new Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce plans to implement since the goal is to help folks on this island, particularly Native Hawaiians, thrive. Island Conversations is on the radio on the Big Island of Hawaii every Sunday, 6.30 a.m. KWXX and 7 a.m. on B93, B97, and is then available as a podcast at kwxx.com or b97hawaii.com for any time listening, or you may subscribe. Next week, we're talking with Dr. Barry Blum, an orthopedic surgeon and staunch member of Konabesh Shalom, the Jewish congregation on the west side of the island, and Sarah Neely. What about the Torah that belongs to Konabesh Shalom survived the Holocaust? And Sarah has created a film that details the journey of this 
Torah from the time of the Holocaust to its arrival here on the Big Island of Hawaii, and that's next week. Before we get back to our discussion with Benson Medina, let's hear from our sponsor, KTA Superstores, which employs nearly 900 people here on the Big Island of Hawaii. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. And now we're going back to my conversation with Benson Medina, one of the founding members of the brand new Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce. And we'll get into some of the things they plan to do to help promote Native Hawaiians in business on this island. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I I think there's a lot of people that would, you know, like to see the telescope built. There's obviously a lot of people that don't want to see the telescope built. But for us and and our organization, because we looked at that very intensely, and, um, you know, like I said, people were coming to us and say, well, where, you know, where do you stand on that? And it was important for us to do two things. One, uh, to not take any action that's going to further divide the Hawaiians because we feel that it's a very, very divisive subject, you know, where people are either on one end or, or the other. And the second thing is to focus on what we, what we can do. And there's lots of people out here who need to have our help. There, where the our, our Hawaiians, and, and not just the Hawaiians, but the people of Hawaii Island can benefit by the things that we can do. So two things, right? Not divide the Hawaiians. And the second thing is to really focus on those people that need our help. And that's really our mission. And so while, you know, we hope for a speedy resolution, we hope that it'll, it won't end in something that's violent. You know, we we don't want to take our time and effort and energy to put our focus on that well there's so many other things that need to have our help so we want to focus on those things that's good that actually is good because i look at the people who i know who are already involved with your native hawaiian chamber and i know that some of them are in favor of advancing with the Mm -hmm. telescope there are others who are not so i don't even see your chamber as having one voice one view on this matter correct correct yeah it's a very very diverse view and so if you've got a a big meeting of 100 people in the room man i mean so we're like okay if you guys want to work on that you want to talk about that subject that's good but here's the things that we're charged to do and we feel like we have a responsibility we feel like now we have the voice to do that we're excited to see these these young guys that are just you know coming up and they're and they're eager you know they're eager to get the manao right they're eager to get the instruction and it's like when i was a small boy my grandmother uh, she was a hat weaver right uh, weave lawhala you know although she didn't want to speak english she only spoke hawaiian her thing was to just to show right you, it, this is how you do it and practice it practice it and so when I, I see these young guys that are coming up that are just hungry for that knowledge, I mean, uh, it's, it's a super exciting time. And we have an opportunity now to do such good here that we want to seize that. And we're, we're hoping that more of the Native Hawaiian, the, the businesses, and, and we've got a really good response. We have people like Pat Iono, who owns one of our great car companies here. I sent him a quick email. I see him, he's in my, my Rotary Club right away. He signed up right away. And he's one of the leaders in our community and, and uh, certainly in, in the Native Hawaiians. And, and people are just coming like right away to, 
when we sent out invitations, the mayor RSVP'd back within an hour. I mean, it's just crazy. So everybody wants to be a part of it. They see the potential of it. They see the excitement. So, you know, there's a lot of excitement, anticipation. Uh, we feel like we're in a good spot right now. And so we hope people will come out and, you know, support us and, um, you know, join in, join in the fun because we, we see it as something that's going to be really fun. Who are candidates to be members of the Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce? Yeah, basically it's open to really anybody. You so know, you don't have to be Native Hawaiian no, blood? No, no, we don't. Uh, you don't have to be Native Hawaiian blood to be in it. It's just like, you know, the Japanese and the Portuguese Chamber of Commerce will take, you know, you don't have to be Japanese or Portuguese to be in it. The Native Hawaiian Chamber is not so much, you know, you got to be Native Hawaiian to be in it, but it's utilizing our culture and uh, taking those things that we've learned over the years from our kupuna and putting them into business practices, putting them into educational practices, putting them into creating a culture on our island that will help all of us, that will help these young guys advance and to, you know, ultimately it helps Native Hawaiians advance, certainly, because we believe a lot of it is determined by the kind of people you're around. If we're fortunate in our community to have some really great people around us that you learn from, the experiences you have, the information you have, and, and we're here to help uh, to provide all of those things to teach the people that are within our community, right? And so it's anybody, it's anybody. You mentioned health issues. Is there a specific role you see the Native Hawaiian Chamber playing in that? or is it just more advocacy for health programs that focus on Native Hawaiians? Or actually, what is your thinking on that, if you've thought that through, given that it's a brand new chamber? Yeah, it's great that you say that. For example, at our inaugural luncheon, we're having it catered by this tremendous young entrepreneur, a guy named Kwai Chang Publico, right? He owns a company called Soju Si Hilo. You know, he's a Blue Zones guy that cooks really uh, healthy stuff for Hawaiians. He's putting together our menu. It's really exciting. It sounds super delicious. And he's a guy that basically understands, like, all right, maybe we can change the narrative, right? Maybe, you know, we don't need to eat all of this fat, unhealthy stuff that we normally eat, but we can eat, you know, poke that's made out of taro, you know. We can make better choices around that. So, so right from the get-go, we're going down that direction, you know. We're going to basically, in everything that we do, advocate for healthy choices, you know, not just in our food choices, but in our life choices, our attitude choices, our business choices, because it, it's a lifestyle, right? We're hoping to basically set the example for that. So much of what we do, because we were kind of raised like that, you look up to your kupuna, they set the example, and then, then you follow. So we're, we're hoping to be a good example for the young people that are coming up and for people in our community. Some of the issues that are of concern to Native Hawaiians are the way the state has handled some of the Native Hawaiian issues. And I've turned to Department of Hawaiian Homelands yeah. and like not providing land to people as they've been promised. I mean, that's come up yeah. time and time again. Yeah. The Office of Hawaiian Affairs, some folks feel they have not been as supportive. Does your chamber intend to address some of those issues with the state? And if so, how do you plan to do that? Yeah. These are certainly issues the Native Hawaiian Chamber has to be aware of. And, you know, I myself have been on this list for like decades and decades. My mom has been on the list since like 1950. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's a long story. These are issues that we need to be aware of. And, you know, that's why one of the exciting things that we're talking about in our 2020 little convention is to be able to craft some legislation, invite all your legislators to come, things that we can 
put into the next legislative session in 2021 that can address these things because these are not things that we can just you know complain about and they're going to change they have to change legislatively and now with our chamber and the other chambers that are within our state you know we can apply political pressure we can you know work with our legislators to do things that will address um, better response time to native hawaiian issues because yeah it's been it's been really sad and tragic i mean some of these um i mean our our family my mother was pure hawaiian so that means my brothers and sisters were all 50 percent hawaiian so there's eight of us in uh, my siblings and only one of us lives on hawaiian homelands only one one out of eight and so to me um uh, something has to change there you know when you've been on the list for like 40 years and you're still you know 2058 and you know, something has happened. So we're keen about that. We're excited that we have people now that we know can come together, work at it legislatively, and then you know, hopefully we can craft some change out there. What is the oldest Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce in the state? I'm curious, do you know? I think it's Oahu, it probably should be Oahu. I know that, yeah, these have been here since like 70s, I believe, you know. I think Oahu is always sort of takes the lead I know that, you know, Kauai has one, Maui has one, now we have one on, on Hawaii Island. Yeah, I think it's Oahu, and, and we, we kind of, even though we kind of follow Oahu's lead, now it's more of a collective now where, where the other chambers are putting things, you know, kind of putting things into the pot and we're all sort of looking at them together. You know, that's why coming together and talking about it collectively will help us really come out as a unified front when we look at the legislative session in 2021. Well, and Hawaii Island has had a very large number of issues that need to be addressed. Oh, yeah. So it seems like this is kind of the right island. Yeah. Which brings me to, you mentioned Mount Kea. Do you see the Hawaii Island Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce as having a potential role in addressing the conflict so that we can move past that as an island? Maybe, but I, I, really, I really don't think so. Um, I really think that you know, the two parties that are involved now, the protectors and then the, the state, I think inserting more parties in there, I, I, I don't know if that'll, if that'll help it. I think for us, while the discussions are going and the negotiations and all that is going on, I mean, I see us just having, like I said, a different agenda and really trying to kind of launch out and help the welfare of, of Native Hawaii throughout our island since we have the biggest population here. And, and you know, some people say, well, you know, is that a is that a cop-out? No, I mean, everybody in our organization is free to take whatever stance they want. Amongst our board is split on whether or not, you know, you're for the Mauna or for the telescope or for advancement of, of you know, economic or issues or whatever. But like I said, I see us having a different agenda. And that agenda, it's, it's to me, it's pressing. You know, it's, uh, it's pressing and it's here. And if um, we don't put some effort and energy into addressing those things, I can't see it getting any better, you know. So, yeah, so that's the answer, I guess. <laughs> well, if you look at anybody who's going into business these days or wants to be economically successful, mm -hmm. it does take a little guidance. So oh, it sounds like that's what you plan to do is yeah. provide a little guidance. Sure. And, you know, the normal Chamber of Commerce type of things that you would get if you were part of any chamber, right? You're going to get the, the business contacts. You're going to get the networking there. You're going to get some publicity for your business. 
you have uh, some government and, and legislative pool. So all the normal kinds of things that you would get in a chamber of commerce, whatever chamber of commerce you belong to, you'll get in ours with the exception of the fact uh, it's probably more skewed culturally than normal. And we're proud of that and we like that. And I think that a lot of things that we can put out there are, are things that we kind of all of us sort of learned as, as kids. And, you know, we weren't really sit down and took a class on, you know, Hawaiian entrepreneurism. But things that you're taught, right? You know, like I, my, my grandfather, when, you know, if it was sunny, you went in the ocean. If it was rainy, you went in the, in the low. So, you know, you just watched and you're like, oh, okay, you know, that's how you figure it out, right? So. How do people get involved in the Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce here on Hawaii Island? Okay. Well, the easiest way is to just uh, go to our website. So it's www. It's Hui Oihana. O I H A N A. Not because if you put in Hui Ohana, of course you're going to get the music group. And then. But what does that what does that mean? What is that extra I? I'm not um, familiar with the word. Yeah. It means artistic or an artisan. We sort of view ourselves as uh, as a group that can be creative, craft things, uh, work with all the existing things that are here and, and create something new. So, so we're, we're excited about that. And so if you go to the website, you can sign up to be a member. We're committed actually to having events. I think our calendar is like every month we've got something going for, for the next year that is devoted to getting some education out there because a lot of our, our young entrepreneurs need that. Getting some networking out there, understanding not just how to how to um, operate and you know maintain a business, but how to make it thrive. There's a lot of people that are, like I said, that are not Native wines that want to just learn about the culture. So if you wanted to learn something about the, you know, the language, the culture, the, the traditions. I mean, outside of taking a class over at the at UH, I mean, how would you get that? But if you joined our chamber. You know, that's some of the stuff that we regularly offer. So um, a business owner who has no idea of any of that, they can come sign up for workshops or courses we're going we're gonna to provide and, um, and get, that, get that knowledge and understanding. Okay, the website again is? It's www.huihana, it's O-I-H-A-N-A.com. Anything else you'd like to add, Benson Medina? Uh, no, but I'm happy to sit here, Sherry, and, uh, and chat with you, so it's, it's really cool. And, you know, maybe a year from now, ahead of our conference, we can, we can chat again. And I'm sure we'll have some updated information and things will change a lot. So I uh, appreciate your having me today. Benson Medina, thank you so much. Aloha. Thank you, Sherry Bracken. You guys take care and aloha to everyone out there. And a huge thank you to our audience for being with us. This is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. I'll see you next week for another Island Conversations. Until then, please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahui ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken. Available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken. Brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.